to, for really to modify my behavior for two years, you know, a, a program called Delancey Street, <laughs> San Francisco. So I needed to be held up 24-7. I had to live there and to be under, you know, extensive scrutiny. And then after about a year of being in this program, I felt like something was missing in the program. Yeah. Now, I started asking the people who've been there the longest. This guy, one guy named Dick Clapp, he'd been there for 24 years, and I was asking him, and he had, didn't have a fucking clue what I was talking about. So after you know researching within the community, I realized they don't. There's something I need that's not available here. So when they brought me into this room because they thought I was uh, Delancey Street material, and they asked me, we want you to stay five more years. I said, well, you know, <laughs> is there any other option? Because I had already realized I'm not gonna get what I truly need. I didn't know what it was, but I had figured out it wasn't there. So when I left Delancey Street, I went back out quickly. It wasn't super fast, but I started with grass and drinking, first drinking, uh, because when I was in Delancey Street, I thought I'd figured out my problem, which is narcotics, which most people would have agreed. But I made a little addendum, I can probably drink, which I didn't run by anyone in the program. I just sort of filed it away. <laughs> and that was my get out of jail card free, my get out of jail free card. So when I got out, I thought I could drink. I had the ability to control my drinking, and I found out it wasn't true. Because my drinking leads me to narcotics pretty fast. So what happened is 10 months of getting another fucking royal ass kicking. I washed up on the shores of recovery and then I found what I thought was missing in Delancey Street. Yeah. I found it through, a, through recovery, which it was a different solution. Not a solution from the problem, but a solution that was not of the problem. Yeah. So in AA, we would call it a spiritual solution. In really just, it's just a, a condemnation or a negating of a mental solution. Because usually the mental problem resides in the mentality and then we're usually using the mentality to, to uh, solve it, yes? Which is the fundamental problem, yeah? yeah. So in like in recovery, we have a statement in, in the community, it says self can't get out of self, which explains quite a lot if you really hear it. And uh, even last, yesterday I was at a meeting of AA and we were reading from this book and it says, uh, it describes the dilemmas, obsession with self. I believe it's identification of self, but whatever. And then it goes, and all your, all your wishful thinking or trying doesn't, will not get you out of it. So you see, you, it's, in AA we do a lot, but the doing isn't what's doing it, yeah? We do a lot of actions in the beginning, but the, do, the doing isn't what's doing it. The doing produces a space for something else to do it. Yes? So people think, well, this is a program of action. It is a program of action, but it's not going to go far if it's your action. Yes? If it's just an action without a desire for an outcome, then maybe it can be directed and made into something. Yeah? Yeah. So. All right, getting back to where I was going, which I forgot already. This idea of hearing the message 
I went to my first satsangs, maybe 97, 99, around there, and I heard people speak, and it really wasn't what, one of the first people, I couldn't even hear her, she's very, she was like Maria here, very low voice, but the energy was quite nice. I sat there, I read some books, and then the talks I could hear, they would be telling me what I am, yeah? They would tell me, you're all there is, your consciousness, yeah, and they go on and on. You have that incredible spaciousness, incredibly empty but brilliant. But again, I felt something was off because there was this uh, this act of identification as, as what you're not is so fast, you can't beat it with a process, yeah? In other words, you can't meditate yourself out of the, the, the feeling of being the meditator, yeah? It just doesn't work. So I was hearing these satsangs, and then I said, Jesus. And then one guy, a famous guy, talked. He's from, back, he's from the Zen lineage. And he was talking about, he used a very famous Zen story. He says, hey, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. Yeah, so I said, ah, oh, well, that's pretty interesting. And here was, I'm with a lot of people, you know, standing by the river buying water. <laughs> and then he goes, it's even funnier that I'm, I'm a man standing in the water selling water. And then I got up and left and never went back to satsang. <laughs> because it was obvious that was, that was what was happening, yeah? Then downloads started to occur, and, it, and then I started to see the mirroring of those downloads in certain writings of Ramana Maharshi and Nizagadatta and like a famous guy like Hoang Po. And I saw what I was sensing, yeah? I saw this, that there's this identification as what you're not, and then if that's established, all your spiritual practices will be reinforcing the idea of what you're not. How can they destroy it? And that sort of, that shoe fit. It came on and I, it just was like, it fit like a glove. And to me, then it was really weird. It was like a newsreel and it went over years and years of my life in a, like a nanosecond. And it told me basically that's what I had been doing most of my life. I've been trying to get out of self as self. I've been using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, in a sense, I'm lucky because I have the ability to be convinced. Yeah, I don't know how, where it came from. But when enough evidence is amassed and it's put to me, I may get it. <laughs> so, that in that sense, I got it. I got it, I realized. Just like in AA, I got struck sober. And what downloaded when I got struck sober was, I'm fucked, yeah. But then it was, and but the, underneath that, you know how they do titles now, I'm fucked, and then there's the explanation. And it really was because I'm not managerial quality, but I was busy, busy managing everything. That's, in other words, I was beyond my pay scale, and I had a sort of, admit to my innermost self and it didn't and I couldn't do it something did it for me something admitted to the innermost self that I'm not that and it's never changed never come up for debate there's no you know at seven years and then we review it again it's just a fact in life and non-duality is the exact same way yeah to me it's a fact so non-duality is just a negation of the idea that there's subject object that there's yes and no that there's me and you, that there's this and that, all of that binary system of how we think and how, how our mind gets projected is, in, is invalid, yeah?
It doesn't say there's a super great one. It just says there's not two. It doesn't go to any description of what it is. It just makes a statement, it ain't. Yeah. That's, and to me, that's the setting of the direction, and that's how I like to hear talks. I like to hear a talk about describing what I'm not, because if I'm in the act of being identified as what I'm not, the best thing I can hear is a description of what I'm not, so that that which I am gets it, yeah? So that which I am goes, hey, I'm not that. Instead of that which I am being identified as I'm not that, looking for what I am, yeah? Because it's more of a seeing of what you're not looking for what you are from what you are, instead of the constant hoping to find what you are by looking for it from what you're not. It just doesn't work. It's a failed direction. So I believe it's great to describe what we're not. It's great to have an understanding about what we're not. It's great to study it. It's great to experience it. And today I'm going to read one of my favorite descriptions of what we're not from a different uh, source other than me. Because sometimes I get tired of hearing myself say the thousands of things and sometimes if I call it I preface it with the course or miracle ramana you're more apt to listen to it <laughs> give it a lend itself a false authority so this to me is a very incredible description and also a lot of the people sort of like Nisargadatta and uh, Ramana and stuff like that they try to describe this event as dreaming yes that this is dreaming and that we are not the dreamt and that we're not in someone else's dream where the dreaming see the course of miracles doesn't say you're in you and I are in a dream it says you and I are the dreaming yeah it's totally different yeah it doesn't say you and I are an object in a dream it says you and I are the dreaming we're dreaming right now that that goes with my the sense that I have of all this yeah so I feel I haven't studied those other people enough, but I had read the course, and the course's description of what's happening here really hits me. Yeah, it hasn't, it's always hit me. So here he's trying to describe what we're not. So he says, hey, yet we have heard a very, dis descript a very similar description earlier, yeah, but it was not of you, yeah? So all the descriptions you're gonna hear in the next two paragraphs are not of you. They're of something else, a foreign installment, whatever you want to call it, yes? But still, this strange idea, which is what? Being the doer, the have, or the thinker, a body, all this. This strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you think is you. That's the only way what you are can seem to be what you're not, is through thinking, yes? The thinking sort of makes it so. It's not, it isn't so, but it makes it seem to be so, yeah. But still this strange idea, which it does accurately describe. So what's the idea it's describing? This idea of being a separate, long-lasting, independent entity, a private thinker, private actions, private this, private that. Yes? So the seeing is all the seeing is implying is there is a seer. All the hearing is implying is there is a hearer. All the feeling is implying that there's a feeler. So the emphasis is on the feel of the seer and the hearer instead of the seeing, the hearing, and the feeling. One is an interpretation of life, one is living life. So he goes, 
but the strength is still the strange idea which it does accurately describe you think is you reason would he uses the word reason but let's say wisdom wisdom would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you obviously if you were a, if you appeared in front of you as when you were a kid and your kid saw you like totally flipped out in this beautiful Saturday because you're worried about next one Monday or last week, your kid, you as a kid would say, what the fuck? You know, start throwing the ball, start playing, because the kid hasn't entertained the ins insane idea, it could be anywhere else, hasn't entertained the insane idea of time, yeah? We seem to be in the throes of entertaining. We could be somewhere else, or we could feel something else, or we could do something else instead of recognizing what's happening now is the basis of the dreaming right now so it goes reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you to whom this is a nice question to ask do it right now really to whom would seeing such as this which and seeing such as this is called self-centeredness yeah you're seeing everything as how it pertains to you. That's called self-centeredness. So, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Yeah. Surely not you. So usually everyone would say, well, me. <laughs> and immediately he throws in, surely not you. So, okay, it gives you a way out before you get stuck completely. <laughs> surely not you. So let's not even fucking hypothesize it. Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that see this world. So he's talking about awareness, yes, as sight. He's not talking about vision. It's not like you have two hidden eyes that are like seeing Corte Madera instead of Mill Valley. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not the vision they're speaking of is awareness, yeah? So the awareness that we are as wholly independent of the eyes that see the world. So what we're calling seeing is more based on this idea of vision, not awareness, yeah? Because we think we have vision. And then we apply that same claiming to, I think I'm aware, yeah? Which, what does that do? It disguises the awareness of an, as an attribute of what we are not, yeah? And therefore we look, we use what we are, which is awareness, to find what we are, which is awareness through the via trans this point of what we're not. That's the dilemma, that's all. Yeah, St. Francis has a beautiful statement. He says, what's looking is what you are looking for. So, all right, so in this sense, he's saying what's looking is like the solution, yeah, that you're looking for. So he says, what's looking is like the solution that you, which in a sense is the problem, is looking for, yeah? So what's looking as what you are becomes the problem when it's identified as what you're not, and then what you are as what you're not starts looking for a fucking self. And so there's masters that have come and said, all right, we're going to explain this little dilemma, and Hoang Po would say, hey, so he's at a meeting, let's say of 10 people, 500 people, and now, and it would be totally inappropriate for him to say this if, this if you and I weren't the Buddha. If you were really Matt and I was really Paul, 
Hoang Po would have never said to Matt or Paul, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Yes? But he didn't see Matt and Paul as Matt and Paul. He saw Matt and Paul as the Buddha, and he was talking to the Buddha, and he was saying, hey, Buddha, a.k.a. Matt, you can't use yourself to find yourself. <laughs> so I just put a fucking end to this thing. Yeah, because, and what happens is when the Buddha, as Paul hears this from the Buddha, it may put, may put Paul, it may stop Paul in its tracks. And then suddenly the Pauling gets stopped and there's a review of Pauling and it explains completely that that, what, that is what Pauling has been doing. Pauling has been using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Bamo. Yeah. So the target, the target audience wasn't Matt and Paul and Mike, it was to the Buddha. Yeah? So the message was thrown to the Buddha to tell the Buddha, hey Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. Does he need like 30 years of fucking dissertation to be convinced of that? It's pretty obvious, yeah? The Buddha goes, whoop, okay, let's, let's immediately correct that. And therefore, Paul stops seeking, in a sense, for itself. Paul stops looking for the Buddha with the Buddha. That's what happens. That's the great joy of non-duality. Non-duality allows you not to spend another second looking for what can't be found. It's just beautiful. It saves you. Talk about the efficiency of what it does in time is unbelievable. It saves you so much freaking time. <laughs> because, Matt, it's going to be a long time for you to find the Buddha. You may have to practice Buddhism because you think, well, Buddhism should lead me to the Buddha. You probably won't practice Kabbalah to be led to the Buddha. You're going to have, hey, Buddhism. You know, it's got the namesake. I'm going to use Buddhism to seek the Buddha. And with the hopes of 40 years of practice, I'll, 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 I'll claim certain attributes that I think the Buddha had, like equanimity, and then now you'll start displaying the effects of practicing Buddhism. But you're the Buddha. Yeah. There was no Buddhism before the Buddha. <laughs> All right, so here he goes. If this is not your vision, that's another. Is, it, is this is your vision, even though you've had an experience this lifetime as a kid that this was not your vision? You didn't see through time, did you? When I was playing, I was not worrying, will I be playing next week? I fucking wasn't. When I was in Massapequa Park, Rockville Center, I wasn't thinking I could be anywhere else. Yeah. It didn't come in my head. I didn't wasn't think I need to practice retreats or something. I was present because I had an entertain the insane idea I couldn't be present. Yeah. That all grew with these mental machinations. <laughs> so if this is not your vision, what can it show to you? That it's not your vision. Yes. <laughs> Haven't you had enough example? That's what <laughs> What can a failed system show you? It's failed. <laughs> Get off the fucking pot. <laughs> Let's review it again. But you have to see you're the one that fails it, yeah? Because you're the system. Being identified as the body by the claiming of the doing and the seeing and the hearing and the feeling 
being attributed to this body, by being identified as that, you're the problem that you're seeking to get out of, but as the problem. All right, so the brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. It can interpret the translation of separation from a point of view of me. It does that pretty well. I can take everyone's here's inventory in about two minutes. <laughs> I can see the people I want something from and people I don't want something from. All this happens very fast. Yeah? <laughs> but the brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. The brain cannot interpret what awareness sees. All right, then he goes, but what it says you cannot understand. That's the fucking narration up there, really, can you? The only reason why you're tuned in is you're hoping it's about you. <laughs> Because if it isn't, you're really going to be fucking super bummed out. You've been listening to it for 40, 50 years. What a terrible investment. <laughs> so the mental state doesn't, this is its golden cow. It doesn't, it presented with a solution, it's going to probably say no to it. <laughs> it wants to have a solution, like the pooper scooper story. <laughs> but the whole pooper scooper story, is, is all about cleaning up shit. And then the solution would be just get rid of the dog. <laughs> then you wouldn't, have to, you wouldn't have to have pooper scoopers and fucking shovels and everything. There'd be no shit. But if you're the dog, the last thing you're gonna think about getting rid of is you. <laughs> so the best thing is to manage the shit that you're producing. All right, the brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. That, this you would understand, please, yeah? Like right now. So maybe you lose interest in listening to K-Paul upstairs. You bought tons of products, you know. <laughs> the return policy is terrible. You get stuck with it. You say one thing you didn't mean to so, and they never forget for 30 years. The brain interprets in a body which is powerful. What it says you can understand. Yet you have listened to it. Yeah, but here it is. This is the point. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. Okay, so it, just, it explains everything now. The brain is interpreting what it believes it's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, what it's thinking about. It's translating it all, and it says the brain is interpreting all of this translation to the body of which it, it is a part. What more do you need to hear? Yeah? If you're not a body, why would you keep subscribing to that station? And if you try to unsubscribe as the body, that's more of the subscription of the body. <laughs> There's a having, you can't try to leave the problem as the problem, it won't work. You have to see you're not, that's the whole point. The whole point is the greatest way to get out of something is realizing you've never been in it. That's the only real solution that works, yeah? Because it's inherently already so, yes? It's not produced in time to be unproduced in time. It's an inherent fact that you can't get out of an imaginary problem. You see that it's imaginary and that's, the realization is you were never in it. Now if people see you, it looks like you got out of it. You know, wow, Paul looks like he's really in the moment. But Paul never got into the moment. Paul realized he can't be out of a moment. That's the whole point. 
that's what left. Because if it's Paul getting into the moment, then the whole idea of being in the moment is based on Paul, which is a bad, a bad, bad bet. Because the next hour, Paul will say, I'm out of the moment. Yeah, and then I, <laughs> I haven't done enough to get into the moment. And then you're just, it's like living in one of those doors. <laughs> you just... <laughs> You're coming in, out, in, out, in, out. And just because there's a lot of other people there doesn't make it so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. What it says you cannot understand. Yet you have listened to it. And long and hard you tried to understand it. All right, so one of the messages, love is fearful. Yes? Intimacy is dangerous. Commitment, no, no fucking way, yes? This is what it says. After a few years of listening to it, you're probably gonna be unavailable to love and unavailable to receive and give love because you're gonna see it as a fucking threat, yeah? And you're gonna to try to protect your little self at all costs, which means you shut down the store and you live being in a state of withholding with the hopes that if the right fucking person finally shows up, I'll finally open like a flower. But it isn't like that. The right person is that person right now. Yes, but you're incapable of opening up because the rationale, see when the mind closes down, it's like a row of mirrors. When the mental state closes, all the, when all the shades go down, not just one on one topic, it shuts the whole fucking thing down. And I'll tell you, it takes a minute to shut down. It takes a long fucking time to get that thing to back, go back up. Yeah? Right. But what it says you cannot understand, yet you have listened to it. And long and hard you tried to understand its messages. You have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. So basically, in a sense, we haven't heard a fucking thing in years. <laughs> you haven't received no messages at all you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Do you think this communicates? This narrates, yeah? The head narrates, it talks about shit, it critiques, it does not communicate. I've done so many talks, yes, and I felt like I knew what I was saying, and every person who came up after the talk to say something felt they knew what I was saying, and when they shared what I was saying from their view, I said, fuck, that wasn't what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, completely. The, the communication from an independent separate station to another intimate, independent separate station that has the same programming, <laughs> It's impossible to fucking understand. I've been with people as close as I can be. I never rely, rely on the spoken word. You, you rely on what's there, not being what's being said. All right, so this he says, all right, think then what happens. And this is, start right now. Right now, the thinking is gonna go off. So think then what happens, denying what you are, People go, what do you mean denying what you are? Well, if you're in the act of affirming of what you're not, you're in the denial of what you are in duality, yes? Denying what you are yeah, is an act of uh, affirming of what you're not. It's how it goes. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. I mean, I don't see how you can see. It's one of the most perfect 
paragraphs of non-duality. It's a perfect description in more Western words, yeah? It's a script denying what you are, so the act of, the I, being in the act of, of being the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the doer, the haver, the end-all, the be-all, that all that activity is the activity of denying what we are. Yeah? How is that gonna, how can you get on that boat to arrive at the shore you're already in? Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, there's something else that you have made to be yourself. That's selfing, completely. That, that's something else that you have made, and, and it's not you have made, you are making, really. It's, ha it's a verb, it's, not, it's never been, the building has never been completed. It's always in the act of becoming self, yeah? So it's always in denying what you are, firm in faith that you are something else. This something else that you are making to be yourself becomes your sight. That's the whole thing of selfing. Yet it must be the something else, rip this page, that sees and as not you. So now you're relying on a, a vision, a perceptual vision instead of the awareness. Yeah? Christians that spoke in tongues in Korean, it was unbelievable. So then we'd be doing the talk and in the background, you hear, oh, no. it, was, it was great. All right, so it must be this something else and as not you explains its sight to you. Yeah. So that which is talking to you as you is not you. Yes. This is the dilemma in recovery. Recovery you finally see a little bit of your role in things and you get lifted out of the consequential level, but then there's a voice that says it's the one that's been lifted out of the consequential level and that's what you're not. It assumes to be you and then you stop there. So denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Yet it must be the something else that sees and as not you, explains its sight to you ad nauseum. Yes. Your vision would of course render this quite unnecessary. Your vision, the awareness would render this quite unnecessary because if the awareness was emphasized, instead of that which is having the vision, you would have immunity to the effects of the vision. Yeah mind would rest in the awareness instead of that, that which comes after that implies to be before you would rest in the before in recovery we have it the experience of pause yeah that pause is what that's our nature before thought yeah that's what we are we're before thought the vision we're listening to the interpretation of the vision we're listening to is thought it comes after what we are but it implies something that we're that we are before what we are which is what we're not this is the whole point this is why we get stumped because 
we feel like we're looking for ourselves from ourselves. I want to find my authentic self because I'm a somewhat bogus self, but you're still the thing you're looking for. But this is saying, no, you're before it. You're before the idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler. You're that which is seeing, thinking, feeling, doing, having, losing, all this, yeah? Everything is just verbing. So it goes, made this quite unnecessary. Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. That if your eyes are closed and you have, you have called it, uh, oh, you have called it to explain to the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen nor to suspect that what it is telling you is not true. But now we do have reason, don't we? Now we do have reason after 12 relationships and none of them working and finally you see you're the one constant in all of them, yes? And then you see that something reigns supreme in your life and is withholding you from a lot of beautiful situations and, and circumstances because of a fear based on some other fucking made up circumstance and situation. And it constantly professes it's out, it's looking out for your fucking interests, but it isn't. It's looking out for its own interests, just like any parasitical movement would be. The parasite convinced the host that it's the host, and therefore you live for the, for the parasite's agenda at the expense of yours. And then you end up at a meeting like this, and then after 20 years of saying let's try, that you've been trying to get out of self for self, you finally come to the conclusion, hey, that's not working. Or you hear a great meditation teacher say after 30 years, a lot of his followers who've been with him for 25 years, He's been hearing about from them about, hey, nothing's fucking happened. So you go, well, I'm getting off of that bus. And then maybe, just maybe, you hear non-duality, and maybe it just puts the horse in front of the cart for once. And it makes fucking sense. Not to that which is interpreting the vision, but the awareness. Yeah? So the Buddha finally hears about how, it's, how useless it is to seek itself with itself. Uh, and then there's fucking results. You lose interest in all these freaking mental pursuits. And you gain interest in what? In today, in this space, in the people that are in it. And it comes about with no thought or effort. You're not fucking working hard. And what floods really in is acceptance of what you're not, which is mind-boggling. Because what you're not is never going to accept itself, ever. It's always going to punish you for not being enough. It's always going to remember all the sins that you've committed. It's, you've been already convicted by it. But to have acceptance around that, yeah? To, to live today seemingly as what you're not, freed from all the fucking persecutions of yesterday and tomorrow's fucking pretty nice way to go on a Saturday. Maybe you can look forward to a freaking coffee at Chivo's, yeah? Maybe you'll never get gypped again. You'll be here completely because you can't be anywhere else. So you see, 
as we were talking about that earlier, these three paragraphs did not say anything about what we are. They described the activity of what we're not. Because what we are is in the activity of what we're not. There's no illusion or dream that could fool reality unless reality wanted to be fooled by it. There's no fucking way. Yeah? We're dreaming. Not as this. This is the dreamt. We're dreaming as the awareness. We're dreaming. This is a manifestation of awareness. Is it happening? It sure seems to be. Did it happen? Will it happen? Never. But it sure seems to be happening. As long as we're here, it seems to be happening. Because yeah. we're the dreaming. Now the horse is in front of the cart. See how it goes. I mean, this would became the last answer for me. For 15 or 16 years, I haven't sought for a new answer ever. And to me, that's a damn good answer. That negates all need for any other answer. So, there you go. And I get a little sun. Fantastic. What a deal. Get sun, a little tan, look better. Any questions? No, right? Matt, any questions? No, I'm drawing blank. What? I'm drawing blank right now. I can't believe oh. think. Good. <laughs> That's good, good. Anyone else? No, no. All right. We're going to be here next week, so uh, let's pass, let's get the baskets. <laughs>